Hello, you first-timers and all of you returning listeners. Welcome to Women's Rules of Engagement, a podcast for executive women, and the topic is Intuition, a Woman's Hidden Leadership Power. I can't tell you how much this topic means to me, and you may think it's irrelevant for your business success, but keep listening to this most basic of feminine abilities. I'm betting you'll change your mind by the end of this podcast. If you don't, let me know. As you change the trajectory of your career by expanding confidence in yourself at a whole new level called intuition to be a leader in your company. So intuition is what I'm talking about as being foundational to your success. So let's explore this little discussed business acumen. If you're anything like me, you may not be appreciating intuition, particularly I remember back when I was a neophyte first beginning my career. I didn't see it as something that would add value and have me thriving. But after this podcast and after I learned my lessons the hard way, you'll master this topic. You know, business cycles are getting faster and faster, which is where the value of intuition comes into play. Research demonstrates that intuition does make speedier and better decisions, and I'll demonstrate it to you through research. There's a strong evidence that intuition is essential for organization performance in an unstable, chaotic environment, but not so necessary in a stable one where you have lots and lots of time to contemplate your decisions. However, ask yourself this question. Right now, are you in an unstable or a stable business environment? You know, my bet would be that if we took a poll of all the listeners, unstable would win by a landslide in today's marketplace. You see, in times of rapid change, using your intuition allows you to tap into your reservoir of data, integrate the information to fill the gaps quickly, and then reach conclusions. Rarely do executives today enjoy the luxury of making decisions in an orderly, leisurely manner. Instead, they have to rely largely on rapid inferential intuition which is judgment based on prior decision-making processes or historic learning. In fact, neuroscience have found that we unconsciously encrypt our past understandings, which gives us the ability to predict the outcome of an event by comparing it to something that we've previously experienced before. You know, as a strategic coach to business leaders, I can assure you many more executives rely on intuition than you'll ever realize. So the purpose of this podcast is to crack open your mind to examine the internal power within you through these brand new eyes of the feminine power you own and may not even be tapping into. And the reason I want you to hear this is often we women give credence to this business culture which is saying that, you know, logic rules the day. So you never even explore 
the concept of intuition and using it day to day. But I want us to do that. And I want us to learn how to use it in a healthy, powerful way. First, let's look at what intuition is. I see it as that small, quiet voice that comes to you in a flash with a complete idea. It's almost like that idea is in a bubble all on its own. It is a sophisticated form of reasoning. It's integrated. It's where you receive data from hundreds of places, from reading to television, to the internet, to conversing with people, which you then store in your brain. This reservoir is what you tap into to combine all the bits and pieces together. And when you most need it, the information often comes out as a whole, integrated, and almost with a comprehensive grasp of the situation or a business decision in one breathless aha. Some suppose that intuition could well be a form of intelligence, a level we cannot access with rational thought. Walter Isaacson, Steve Jobs' official biographer, shared that after Steve visited India, he came to realize the role of intuition in business. To him, intuition is experiential wisdom as opposed to Western analytical thought. It gets back to the two sides of Steve's personality, his intuitive, poetic side and his rational engineer business side. He was able to unite the two. Isaacson then went on to say Steve was not necessarily the smartest guy in Silicon Valley, but he was the biggest genius we've had in the past generation. Isaacson mused, you know, I don't know how you develop great intuition, but Steve says it was experiential wisdom where you soak things in and you really get in the moment and you really have intuition you're willing to trust. If even the great Steve Jobs doesn't have you thinking intuition should be part of your toolkit, let me back this up with research confirming this is not simply a woo-woo idea I've come up with all on my own. A KPMG survey revealed that only one-third of 2,200 CEOs surveyed trusted their data and the resulting analytics. According to a PwC survey, 59% of decision makers say the analysis they require relies primarily, listen to this, the analysis they require relies primarily on human judgment rather than machine algorithms. Another study shows 80% of company executives whose corporate profits more than doubled in the past five years had above average precognitive powers. That's intuition. Of 2,000 studies in another survey, which measured and tested managers, those at the higher performance level consistently scored better in intuition. When the data was conflicting or incomplete, they relied on intuitive approaches to come to a conclusion. Another study from Christian and Timbers, 45% of corporate executives rely more on instinct than on facts and figures in running their business. Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? 
As Steve Jobs highlighted, there are two sides of the decision making. The first is the rational, systematic, and careful analysis side. And the second is the intuitive side. One of the most basic assumptions about management is that the first, you know, the more systematic and careful analysis actually yields superior results. Not true, as we've seen in the research. But unfortunately, many, many women that I've coached bury their golden gift of intuition because they think it isn't business think. Get that? They don't think that business honors it, so they're not revealing it. Can you relate? Or are you questioning this whole concept? Well, if you are, I'm ready to challenge you. Are you ready to be challenged a bit further? When you're strategically planning the future of your company or division, you never, ever have complete facts. And yet somehow you fill those information gaps with your best guesses, or dare I say, intuition. How about another example similar to one I know you experience on a regular basis, or you experience something similar to this? You spot Susie Q while walking down the hallway. Perhaps you even give her a smile or a nod of the head. While inside, that small, quiet, knowing voice says, you need to talk to her. Ignore that voice at your own risk. Your intuition chides you to talk to her for several weeks until knock, knock, knock on your door, Susie Q comes in and resigns. And in your heart of hearts, you know that had you talked to her when your intuition spoke up, instead of giving more credence to your overloaded and overburdened calendar, you know what you think is the most important work you have. This never would have happened. The cost of ignoring your intuition is often enormous. Start calculating this simple example and start thinking about the time and the money it will take your organization and you to hire someone, not to mention all the training you still have to do. And on top of that, there's no assurance this person is going to be as good as Susie Q was. And this is only one venue. Imagine the price of ignoring that voice time after time after time after time. Are you starting to buy into using your intuition, but you're still a little bit uncertain about this whole thing? Well, let me provide you with some hints to prosper while incorporating intuition in your business transactions. First, learn to recognize your voice of intuition. That's the most critical thing you can do right now. I remember a number of years ago, I was visiting a fourth generation astrologer. He was from India. He looked like a live Buddha sitting in front of me. As he went through my chart, he said, ah, you are half prophetic. And again, half prophetic. And again, half prophetic. Finally, at the end of the session, he said, do you realize that you have this gift? Yes, I answered. I've always known that I have intuition. 
However, there are times that my intuition is off and is so off, it's pathetic. I swear to you, he held his belly as he laughed. And then he said, yes, yes, whirling dervish, whirling dervish, as he madly spun his forefinger in the air. The session was over. I'm driving home, kicking myself for spending cash on such a worthless piece of information, whirling dervish. And then a deeper, more profound aha landed. Intuition is a soft knowing. It's assured. It's confident. It allows me to accept the gift of intuition or not. So if the voice is quiet, I move forward right away. However, if there's a yes or no component bouncing around in my head, I wait. And I suggest you wait, just like me, until you know. The more you do so, the more distinctive that voice inside of you, your intuition, will become to you. Secondly, never go to your boss or senior management saying, I feel, or I think, or my intuition says I should do X, Y, Z. That will never get you the leadership listening you desire. Anytime your internal voice speaks, pause. Your intuition is providing you with a shortcut to the decision-making process right now. And it's up to you to then check out the facts. If it's a good idea, translate it into business vernacular. You know, back in the early days of my career, I was the only woman sitting at the table with all of these men in their dark suits where strategic corporate decisions were being made. And no one would listen to me, even though I knew I had great ideas. In my infinite wisdom, not so much. I determined that my problem was intuition. I had to stamp it out. Business doesn't believe in intuition. So I only spoke logical, thoughtful suggestions moving forward. You know, that rigid, linear thought process. But pretty soon, I sounded like everyone else at the table. And I wasn't getting any traction that way either. So slowly but surely... I started incorporating the wisdom of my intuition with tactical right brain thinking. And lo and behold, success, da -da -da -da, success. I was listened to at the table. I can't tell you how much I wish someone had told me that secret way, way earlier in my career, which is why I'm sharing it with you in this podcast. Even though many executives, as the research I've shared demonstrate, utilize their intuition, they're not out there advertising it. So don't you do it either. Third, typically intuition bursts out of the blue, but rarely when you're stressed or straining to uncover a solution. So turn your back on your concerns. Yes, turn your back on your concerns. Work on an easy project. Go for a walk around your company campus or drive your car somewhere, preferably on a long, open stretch of highway. 
simply get your mind off the issue and inspiration, you know, intuition often sparks ideas as it did with many of our great thinkers in history. How about Einstein getting his best ideas while shaving? Or Henri Poincaré, the French mathematician, when he was stuck on a math problem, he would go on a holiday. Yes, you heard me, on holiday. And the answer usually occurred to him as he was stepping off the bus. Or how about Isaac Newton with his inspiration coming from an apple bonking him on the head? Or while he was observing the apple falling from a tree as he rested, you know, depending on the version you buy into. These are all examples of intuition leapfrogging into their mind with breakthrough ideas. Aren't you ready for leapfrog ideas yourself? And fourth and final, intuition is part of your brain. If you are still unsure, remember your mind is a muscle and it requires exercise in this area to grow more powerful. So use it on small items and you develop confidence in your internal voice, that internal voice of your intuition. Don't come away from this podcast thinking that a rational, systematic, careful analysis isn't an appropriate decision-making technique, because it is. But I do want you to expand your thinking by honoring the intuitive voice as well. In fact, Carl Jung noted, intuition does not denote something contrary to reason, but something outside the known province of reason. Wouldn't that be fun to have as part of your arsenal? Did you hear anything you plan on incorporating? How do you intend to unleash your intuition into your business actions? Start right away. Don't let these new ahas become something that you always meant to take on, but never did. Decide, then create a strategy to make it happen. Your career counts on it. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at Nancy Thrive with Nancy or tweet me at Nancy Fredericks. I hope this resonated with you. I look forward to the next time you download Women's Rules of Engagement podcast so we can meet again. In the meantime, stretch your career by tapping into that wise, intuitive voice within. Much success, always.
I'm thrilled you've listened to the Thrive with Nancy podcast. My intention is to offer quick tips designed for you to apply right away, ones that will boost your career immediately. I bet you're already considering ways to implement these new ideas. Perfect. Now, if you do me a favor, pass the podcast link on to those who will benefit, your friends and co-workers. Thanks so much.